Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But why do you suppose the Holy Ghost give us what He did give us? He got over to us what He wanted us to get. You know, I suppose really, you know, because you take the Acts of the Apostles, Luke's writing, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, spends really most of his time, to tell the truth about, talking about Paul's ministry. He's an eyewitness to his travel with his company. But you know, Paul wasn't the only one preaching, was he? Other apostles were preaching too. We don't hear about them. But see, why did the Holy Ghost just single out certain ones? Because they were greater? No. There are certain things He wanted us to see. He wanted us to see His plan, His purpose. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on plans, purposes, and pursuits. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, Let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now let's talk just a little bit uh, about the ministry. We talked to some extent about the ministry of the apostle, but let's talk about the ministry of the prophet. Now we know this, that among other things, the prophet brings revelation. Let's notice in the book of Ephesians, in the third chapter of the book of Ephesians, and I'll show you where many times folks miss it. In the book of Ephesians, the third chapter, And I'm going to start reading, well, with the first verse. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, to you would. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That was the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ that was hid in ages past. And some folks said, well, now that's their ministry, so therefore there's no more apostles and no more prophets. Well, now let's, go, let's look again to 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And we'll read the 15th verse first. For though you have 10,000 instructors, now remember this is to the church at Corinth. You have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers. And that's what we need. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Brought the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now turn to 1 Corinthians 9. Let's start reading with the 16th verse. For though I preach the gospel, but I wonder if there's the gospel he preached to the Corinthians, if if there's any more revelation to come. No, I'm talking about the gospel. No, he preached the full gospel. I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. Now, I was writing that to the Corinthians. I want you to hold that in your mind. Now, turn to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. This letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Let's start with the first verse. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, we thank not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Every preacher ought to do that. Not walking in craftiness, 
nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now what am I saying to you? You see, he had, Paul had already brought to them. He said, he uses the word revelation, the revelation of the gospel. Well, we, we can't add to it. But now you turn to the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and you see Paul writing to the church at Corinth said, let the prophets speak two or three, and let the other judge. If anything be revealed, there's that word revealed again, to another that setteth by, let the first hold his peace. Well now, let the prophets speak two or three. The gospel, the revelation of the gospel had already come to the Gentiles. That's not what they're bringing. They're not bringing the revelation of the gospel, are they? Because Paul said he'd already brought that to them. Wonder what kind of revelation that they were bringing. If anything be revealed to another that setteth by, let him hold his peace. You see, the Holy Ghost has given us the New Testament. Now, for instance, he gave us the four Gospels. John himself said, I suppose that if everything Jesus said and did was written, that the world itself couldn't contain the books. But why do you suppose the Holy Ghost give us what he did give us? He got over to us what he wanted us to get. You know, I suppose really, you know, because you take the Acts of the Apostles. Luke's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Spends really most of his time telling the truth about talking about Paul's ministry. And he is an eyewitness to it as he traveled with his company. But you know, Paul wasn't the only one preaching, was he? Other apostles were preaching too. We don't hear about them. But see, why did the Holy Ghost just single out certain ones? Because they were greater? No. There are certain things he wanted us to see. He wanted us to see his plan, his purpose. Amen. All right, let's go back to the Acts of the Apostles, and we'll see another class, if you want to call it that, of prophet. And they were very prophets, were very plenteous in the New Testament church. Now look at the 11th chapter of Acts. We claim we're in the same church, same head, same ministry, should have. Now look at the 27th verse 11 chapter of Acts. And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. Well, you go back and read in the Acts of the Apostles, and the only ministry you ever read about in Jerusalem was the Apostles' ministry. See, of course, this happened a number of years later. Yet there came prophets. That's plural, isn't it? I said, isn't it? There came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them, one of the prophets, named Agabus. I remember said, let two or three of the prophets speak, and let the others judge, the other prophets judge. And if anything be revealed to one that said it by, let the first hold his peace. But there stood up one of them named Agabus, stood up evidently in their service, and signified by the Spirit, he signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth or drought throughout all the world. When the New Testament uses the word world, it's not talking about all the earth. Understand how the New Testament uses the word world. Now, he's not talking about a drought that's coming the whole world wide. He's talking about the world they knew, which, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. 
which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas. Now, what was his revelation? Was his revelation a revelation concerning uh, the gospel of Jesus? No. About what's coming so the church could get ready for it. Now, we ought to have, you see, it can come sometime through the prophet's ministry or through the word of knowledge. But, but I, I think one thing, you know, folks get into trouble. I remember the first year we started school. You know, we started school September 1974, our, our Raymond Training Center. And that year we just graduated 58 students. And we had school over in Sheridan Road Assembly. And in November of 1974, I was awakened. At 5.45, I still got it. Didn't have one of these little tape recorders, any of these little hand things that we got now. And, and I kept a pad and a pencil because the Lord was speaking to me very often now. And at 5.45, I was awakened. It's like somebody nudged me. And I woke up, you know. Recognized the Lord awakened me and said, what is it? And he began to talk to me. I wrote it down, 545. He said, a crunch is coming. Now, what it was, was the recession of 75. I knew what he meant. Finally, a crunch is coming, but it will not affect you like it affects others if you do what I tell you to do. Now, first off, he said, and I just wrote it down. One, one main employee said, let him go right now. Another one put him over in another. And I didn't have anything to do with it. Buddy ran. I, did, I wouldn't go over there sometimes three or four months at a time. And then said, how many was it? Let, let so many go. 17, I think, employees go. You do it today. So I went over there and met with him. Said, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but I've got this word from God. He said, the crunch is coming, and it won't affect you if you'll do what I tell you, like it will others, if you'll do what I tell you to do. And we did it. We did it. And it didn't affect us. I've had him several times. You see, here's a drought. It's going to affect, it's going to affect Christians as well as the rest of the world. I've had him several times to tell me, a recession coming, not a depression, a recession. Get ready for it. And we got ready for it. Then you see, we weren't hurt. We weren't hurt financially like others. Now see, that oughtn't just to happen to me. I mean, though we all got the Holy Ghost in us, but especially ministers, you, you ought to have the word of knowledge operating in you, every one of you pastors. That wouldn't make you a prophet. You've got to have other abilities besides the word of knowledge, which brings revelation. From the time I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues, the word of knowledge began to operate in me. And as a pastor, it operated in me. I don't want to, I, I guess this comes to mind because of Exton over here, and I don't want to embarrass him, and I don't think it embarrass him, it might help somebody. 1947, he got saved. And, and, and he hadn't been saved two weeks, just two-week-old baby. And, and I'm shaving, you know, in the bathroom. And the, the, the Spirit of God said to me, I want you to go restore Exton. Two weeks old. Said he got mad. Uh, they were building a building down there on the main street of town, him and his partner. Said he got mad on the job yesterday and cursed. And he thinks I don't love him anymore because he lost his temper. And he, he had to, because of falling one time, he had a back injury. And said he, he can't get out of bed today. I want you to go restore him. And so I come out of the bathroom about half shaved because my wife had a bill of groceries for me to get. And I said, uh, honey, I, I, I've got to do this first. The Lord told me to go restore Exton. And she said, all right, because she's used to things like that. I'll go get the groceries later. And about that time, Clara wrote, drove up in front of the parsonage and came in to cry because she had prayed and prayed for him to get saved. You know, now he's got saved. And so she said, now don't tell Exton I came by here. He'd be mad about it. But he's home in bed, you know. That old back injury came back on him and said, he got mad yesterday on the job and lost his temper. And some of the men said he cursed. Said, and, and we both began to laugh. I said, well, I just told my wife that 10 minutes ago. Sure, I'm going out there. I won't have to tell him that. She said, well, I've never been. I said, go, go to the side door. He's there. So I went to the side door. 
knocked on the door and a man's voice said, come in. When I opened the door and he saw it was me, he covered up his head. And I just went and knelt by the bed, started crying just like he's crying. Bible said, weep with them that weep. Rejoice with them that rejoice. And I just started crying, pulling the cover off. He's trying to hold it. But you see that back engine come up and, and he's hurting so he can't hold the cover. And I finally pulled the cover off his head, put my arm under his shoulder, lifted him up and just held him in my arms and said, Excellent, we're not going to let the devil have you. See, if we had the Spirit of God moving in our churches, we wouldn't lose near so many people. And we ought to have. God wants to restore. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have a couple of things that I want to talk about. A book by my dad called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits and then a CD that I did on You're Not of This World. But what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about that we are part of the family of God and that we need to let Him be in ruling and reigning in our lives. Yes. And spiritually, we are not of this world. And these are two tremendous helps that will help you get through this This coming year. year. Yes. And so listen to the announcer. He'll tell you all about it. We're offering it for $14.95. You're going to save about $4 on this. So, hey, you need to get a hold of this. I don't know how many testimonies I have heard from this book, Planned Person Pursuits. And I had somebody tell me not long ago that they really liked this because it helped them to realize that they do not have to depend on this world for the results. It comes from from heaven on high. Call today and get this month's special offer now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Make plans to join us next week at the same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.